Yeah, it's one, it's one for you, God. Cause you the Lord of my life. And you're just so amazing. Yeah, on the streets I'm praising. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazing. He gave many inspiration. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazing. Please look out for me. Lord, I just want to speak my truth. No, Lord, I want to speak your truth. Lord, it's a testimony to all the things that you carry me through, me through. I've been so gone for so long. Suffering, suffering When I knew who to call on With the flesh I was struggling Ay, And what did I do? Run to the broad path that the world let me do well, Back then, if only I knew Would Jehovah and store I would've never run to you Hey! On the streets I'm praising God is amazing Lord you're so amazing He gave many inspiration God is amazing Lord you're so amazing Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome back to Now the Living Word Ministry. That's Now the Living Word Ministries, N-O-W, No One Without. Well, we believe no one should go without shelter. No one should go without food. No one should go without holy spiritual enlightenment. No one should go without the rivers of living water that lead to eternal life. Simply put, no one should go without Jesus Christ. I am your host, Apostle Shepherd Faith Morris, as I have been called out, ordained, set apart to bring you the gospel, the whole gospel, and nothing but the gospel. Um, I just, in case you're uh, just catching up with us and getting back in, we're, we are building faith today because faith is the building block and the foundation of the very belief that we follow. As a matter of fact, to just to put this be in your bonnet, when it comes to the different religious beliefs in the world, <laughs> the word that they commonly use is what is your faith? Uh, what faith do you follow? Are you a man of faith? Are you a woman of faith uh what do you believe in so with that being said i can't help but bring to your attention the importance of our faith and what we believe in um and as we've been following that the lord has led us to uh hebrews and so um as i was after um, as I was continuing to meditate on the messages <clears throat> and just asking the Lord to just give me enlightenment on what he would have me to do, the Lord said, son, you did very well in that message over the last couple of days, but I need you to 
break it down just a little bit more thorough. So before we move to the next message, I'm just going to go and take the time to uh, to unpack, enlighten, to break down more of what faith is. Um, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and we'll we'll get into a word of prayer. And then after the word of prayer, we're going to unpack the word of God. Amen. So here we go. Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask, Lord, if you, if there is anything in us that you find within us, Lord, that will be a blockage or a hindrance that will throw or um, throw us off from you hearing and receiving our word uh, uh, or from us receiving your word, any sin, seen and unseen, known and unknown, Lord, any sin of commission or omission, which simply means any sin that we have committed knowingly, which is any evil that we have done knowingly, or any sin that we have done unknowingly, that is unlike you and that you know of, because sometimes, Lord, we know that the things that we believe are sin, I mean, are not sin, excuse me, are sin to you and their grievous forms of sin. And the things that we believe sometimes in to be the worst, you just kind of are so quick to let us know if we just ask for forgiveness that you are quick to forgive. And in both scenarios, you forgive us, Lord. And that the only sin that is unforgivable, it's blaspheming the Holy Spirit, which is simply to deny Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So Lord, we thank you, or our personal Lord and Savior. We thank you for what you're about to do on today. We thank you for the word that you are about to deliver. We thank you, Lord, for making clear in the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We thank you, Lord, for acknowledging, for me, for acknowledging us worthy to be your children. And we thank you for the man of God, that we will use him, that you enlighten him, that you speak to him, that he be your mouthpiece, that he be your mouth, your mind, your eyes, your ears, and your directorial compass in the word of God in this hour. These things we declare and decree and accept and receive in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministries. That's now the Living Word Ministries, N-O-W, no one without. That's no one without the gospel, no one without love, no one without salvation, no one without understanding and no one without the rivers of living water that can only come through the name above all names. That is Jesus Christ. I am your host, Apostle A.P. Shepherd, as I have been called out, set apart and ordained to bring you the gospel, the whole gospel and nothing but the gospel. You see, 
This is that hour that you you've stepped outside of the norm and you've decided within yourself that there is a greater word with a greater understanding. There is a deeper revelation than that which you've been getting in an hour in a season where things look uncertain and where you just may not be certain of what is coming next. Remember, you can trust in the name of Jesus Christ. You can trust in the God of you and I. You can trust in who and what God says he has done, who God says he is and what God is all about. Um, I, I, I'm glad you came um, and I'm glad you're listening to it. May God bless you. May God bless your household. May God bless your children. God bless your the works of your hands. May God bless your workplace. May God bless your self-employed business. May God bless all the young entrepreneurs and may God bless all of those who in this hour have sought to come to the Father, have sought not to accept what is being said to them in news and in media, but to accept what is the truth. And what is the truth? I'm glad you've asked that question. The truth is the word of God. The truth is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The truth is he who existed in the beginning, came down, took on the form of man and gave his life and died once for all so that we all could get back into the glorious good graces that can we so that we could reestablish the connection between God and man, between the creator and the creation, between the great expressed, the great image and the expressed image of the glorious God. Um, I just want to thank you once again for tuning in. And um, today we're just going to, uh, this is a random message, you know, uh, what Easter, uh, well, excuse me, Resurrection Day, because that's what it is. Resurrection Day um, on the brink coming up this Sunday with Resurrection Day breathing down our necks in the moment where we celebrate all that was accomplished at Calvary as Jesus hung on a tree. And you're like, hung on a tree? Oh my God, yes. That's what the Bible says. It was the tree that brought, hanging on the tree that fulfilled the scriptures, not hanging on the cross. But we're not gonna get into that. We're going to go ahead and move forward because I have a whole message on that that is going to blow your minds, but not at this time. Uh, whenever the Lord pulls on me to release that message, then I will do just that. Uh, but until then, I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, to stay focused on the word of God, to stay rooted in the word of God, to stay um, um, stay uh, with your mindset on the things that are above what you can see. Because remember, the Bible tells us that the things that we see are temporary. Everything you see before you, everything that you can see, that you can touch, that you can that you can taste, that you can smell, it is temporary. Everything that you can see from the sky above to the ground beneath you, to the waters everywhere, every car, every vehicle, every house and every home is temporary. But the things that you don't see are eternal. God is infinite and eternal. Man's spirit is eternal. Um, um, the enemy, Satan, is eternal. 
But I, I want you to focus on or what the Holy Ghost wants you to focus on is exactly what not only what was accomplished at the cross on Calvary, but God wants you to understand that you have to live out the fullness of what was accomplished on the cross. You, 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 you have to live out the fullness of what was accomplished on Calvary. You have to live out the fullness which was accomplished at Golgotha. You have to, you have to walk in the fullness of what Jesus God in the flesh, because remember, Jesus is the name of the man made of flesh. But the spirit that was in him, the Holy Spirit, was the spirit of the living God. And um, I can't stress this enough that well, we get so wrapped up in the religiosity or the religious parameters or trying to uh, uh, work our way through what man has ordained or perceived or set the boundaries and limitations on what is holy that we somehow lose God in the mix. As a matter of fact, I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says that the only thing that makes the word of God ineffective is the traditions of men and the lack of faith. You see, the traditions of man get you caught up in trying to please man instead of pleasing God. The lack of faith, but the Bible tells us in Hebrews 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God because he who comes to God must first believe what? That he is. That means you must first have faith that he is, that he exists, that he is here, that he is alive that he is truthfully your creator. To have that belief is to have that trust in not yourself, but your trust is in God. Your trust is not in man, but your trust is in God. See, this is why God tells us that the things that we see are temporary because he is infinite and eternal. And, 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 and I want you to understand this. There's a great difference between infinite and eternal. You see, the things that are eternal can exist forever. Let me say that again. I think somebody missed it. The things that are eternal can exist forever, but are not promised to exist forever. You see, God is infinite and eternal. God exists outside the constraints of time. You see, people fail to realize that though the word eternal means eternity, that is still within a frame of time. God exists outside of the eternal realm. God is infinite. God exists in the presence of infinity. So therefore, the things that you see are temporary. The things that you don't see are eternal, but only one thing that you can't see is infinite, and that is God. So without further ado, we're going to get into the reading of the scripture, a word of prayer, the reading of the scripture, and then we're going to unpack this scripture. The scripture we'll be coming out of today is Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 12. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 12 will be unpacking what the Apostle Paul is saying 
that we all need to adhere to because these things, the, 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 the very, uh, uh, the very meat of what is in this is the very, the very, uh, uh, um, the very blueprint by the architect that is Jesus Christ, by the architect that is God the Father, by the architect that is our heavenly creator, our heavenly dad, is outlined in what Jesus accomplished and the Christ being the Holy Spirit or the word of the living God within him accomplished at the cross. And it's beautiful. So remember, Philippians, get your Bibles ready now. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 12. All right. We're going to come back after a few words, uh, a few interludes, whatever, however it goes. And we're going to get into the word of God. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 12. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 12. This is from the translator for translators version. The translation for translators version. You should act and think just as Christ Jesus thought and acted. Although he has the same nature as God has. He did not insist on keeping all the privileges of being equal with God. Instead, he willingly gave up divine privileges. He became a human being and took the attitude of a servant. When he had become a human being, he humbled himself even more. Specifically, he obeyed God, even to the extent of being willing to die. He was even willing to be nailed to a cross, to die as though he was a criminal. As a result, God raised him to a rank that is above every other rank. God did that in order that every being in heaven and on earth, under the earth, should worship Jesus. And in order that every person should declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. As a result of everyone doing that, they will honor God, his father. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministries. That's now the Living Word Ministries. No one without. Well, we believe no one should go without the gospel. No one should go without the truth. No one should go without the word. No one should go without the light of life, the rivers of living water that lead to salvation that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Christ. Now, if you're just now tuning in right now, what we're doing is we're unpacking Philippians chapter two, uh, verses five through 12. And we want to just go ahead and and break down chap, I mean, verses five through six of chapter two. Um, and here, as you see in the beginning, you'll find that the first thing they suggest is that you should think and act. This is the Apostle Paul, by the way. And the Apostle Paul wants to illustrate. He says that you should think and act just like Christ Jesus thought and acted. This simply means to have the mind of Christ. Uh, that means that we don't deal with the things with the understanding that we used to have. We, we don't approach scenarios and situations and the problems in life with the same approach that we used to, but we approach them with the mind of Christ as led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, moving forward in six, watch what he says. He says, although he has the same nature as God has. In other words, although he is God in the flesh, he did not insist on keeping all the privileges of being equal with God. Well, how does he not keep all the privileges? He left the glory he had with God in heaven and took on the flesh of man and came down here to be a lot less than what he was. That is humility that that takes humility to to step away from the glory and splendor of who you are and what you can do and to rightfully move in the fullness or less than the fullness and to accept a far lower rank of becoming and walking in the shoes of your very creation <laughs> this is a humble thing. And what the Apostle Paul is telling us as led by the Holy Spirit is that we must put that same mindset on to step outside of our high places in religion, to step outside of our, our high mindedness within who we are or where we think we are and to have the humility to be able to go where needed to go to get the message of the gospel throughout the world. See, this is the mandate. The mandate is to share the gospel and to bring the gospel throughout the world. But what's the next part of it? The next part is for us to be able to submit in humility to the call that God has on our life. And how do we submit to the call that God has on our life. We have to separate ourselves from who we think we are. Uh, we must separate ourselves from what we believe we are. We we must pull ourselves away from that, that illusion of the area that we are to come down to the place where God is calling us to be in order to be exalted according to his timing and where we are ordered by his steps to go, by his guidance, by the leading of the spirit. This is, this is who we are. This is where we stand in Christ. 
We don't stand to be superior to anyone because then we get to condemning people. And God didn't send us to condemn. He's not. He didn't enlighten us to condemn. Matter of fact, he said he came in the world not to condemn it, but to save it. So if the, the God of all creation who came down in the form of a human man tells us that he didn't come to condemn the world, then who are we to condemn the world? This is where the humility of putting on the mind of Christ steps in. You and I must have the mind of Christ to function properly in our walk of salvation, to function properly in the ministry that God has called us to and to function properly in every direction that, that the Lord has ordered our steps to go. And that, my friend, is putting on the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministries. That's now the Living Word Ministries. I am your host, Apostle A.P. Shepherd, as I have been called out, set apart, ordained to bring you the gospel, the whole gospel and nothing but the gospel. Um, this is a brief interlude. Just wanted to take the time out to say thank you for who you are. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening and hearing as what God is doing at now the Living Word Ministries as we are soon to be now the church of Jesus Christ. That's no one without the church of Jesus Christ. Now the church of Jesus Christ. It's coming soon as we are being obedient to the Lord and we are moving in faith and going for the buildings. We have so many different buildings and prospects by the grace of the Lord. Um, but this is that time where we give you the opportunity to, if God has stirred your heart up, if you've been wondering, how can we be a blessing to the man and woman of God, to the family of God and, and the ministry um, of that the Lord has put in them and their faithfulness to the ministry. Well, here's that time. If you wanted to help, um, and it, whether it be if you wanted to pay your tithe through the ministry or whether you wanted to, um, to just be a blessing and give an offering to the ministry, man, this is the time for you to do what the Lord has called you to do. If he's been stirring on you and pulling on you, like, how can I bless the family of God? How can I bless now the living word ministries soon to be now the church of Jesus Christ? How can I do this? Well, now's the time. Um, you can cash app us. Cash app is one of the quick sources that we have that you can bless the ministry. And if you by any chance wanted to bless us through cash app, that cash app for now, the living word ministry will be dollar sign N O W M I N I T R I E S. 
1-0-4. That's now ministries 104 all one word so it's the cash app is dollar sign m i n i s t r i e s 104 so that's now ministries 104 and that you'll see myself, my beautiful wife, and my beautiful daughter pop up on the um, uh, as the thumbnail picture. Um, now, if you by any chance don't have that and you're familiar with the avenue of Venmo, well, on Venmo, you also can help bless now the Living Word Ministries. And Venmo is at the at sign. For Venmo is the at sign and is simply N-O-W-T-L-W Ministries, all one word, N-O-W-T-L-W-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S at now T-L-W Ministries. Amen. And by any chance, if you want it to be a blessing via PayPal, we also have a PayPal. Amen. God bless you. The Lord is moving so that we can get you all to be able to come into the building place. The house of the Lord has given to us and blessed by, blessed us, blessed to us and Delegated to us by God himself. Amen. Amen. And that I believe is the same. Is I do believe it's the at PayPal. At PayPal. Um, give me a second. Let me pull it up. At PayPal. Now Ministries. 104 as well at PayPal now ministries 104 but let's make sure we've checked that real quick so that you are not in any way shape form or fashion let me go going in and Hallelujah. So, yes, that's it. At PayPal. I mean, at, you know, the PayPal, me. And what you'll search in the search box is now ministries 104. Now ministries 104. N-O-W. It's the same as the cash app. N-O-W ministries 104. Amen. We want to say thank you in advance. God bless you. God loves you. We love you. We bless and magnify your name. I mean, magnify his name. And we're going to send prayers up. And we know that as you move in obedience to God with your blessing, that God will do the same in your life that it will be given back to you he will pull open up the bible tells us he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you will not have room 
to receive. And this is how God works. God is God blesses those who bless his children. And when you're a blessing, and sometimes it's just a blessing that you give, that God blesses you back in return. Amen. 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 Come on. God also tells us that he also tells us that when you give, he gives back to you. He said, you give. God tells us real easy. He says, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet, which it shall be measured to you again. So God will give you a measure. God will bless you when you bless the man and woman of God or when you bless anyone for that matter. And out of a pure heart and not feeling like someone making you do it, God will bless you. So with that being said, we just want to let you know that we don't have our hands out. This is not a handout. God, this is God. Me being obedient to God, because God knows I have that thing, you know, that man thing where we like, you know, we'll depend on God. We'll look to God because we know God will provide God. The Bible tells us God can do exceedingly and abundantly greater than we could ask for or even imagine. And I'm that man that would look to God. But God told me that I have to be obedient and to allow you to be a blessing so that you can receive his unlimited blessing. So that he can do something major for you in your obedience as he stirred up in your heart. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move forward. And I, and I want to challenge you that whatever uh, blessing that whatever blessing that you are, no matter what it is that you give, um, um, leave a note with it and let us know what you're looking for God to um, do in your life and we'll come into agreement with you and we'll pray that for you and watch God give you the increase. Amen. May God bless you for the blessing that you are. And even if you're unable to, may God bless you for your heart being willing to bless you. Because there is a story where there in the Bible where the um, everyone was coming to pay their tithes and all the rich gave abundance, but they gave out of the, what they could give knowing that they it wasn't really a sacrifice. And there was a woman who had given two, the, the two mites or which is like two cents almost. And, and the Lord told, and the Lord asked Peter, he turned to his disciples and said, he said, which one of you think we get, gave the most, most and, and their disciples had made their guess. And Jesus told him it was the woman who gave because she had given all that she had. Will you be willing to give all that you have to the Lord? Or would you be willing to give what God with me? Touch and agree with me. Touch and agree with me.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministries. That's now the Living Word Ministries. I am your host, Apostle A.P. Shepherd, as I have been called out, sent, sanctified, and set apart since before the very foundations of the earth to bring you the gospel, the whole gospel, and nothing but the gospel. Um, if you're just tuning in, or if you, someone that you love is listening to this message on some nice, loud Bluetooth speakers, perhaps, um, we are covering in this resurrection weekend, we're covering the price that God paid to come down here in the form of a man to save us uh, from ourselves and from the lives that we were living, from the things that we were experiencing. Um, we just covered, uh, we're in Philippians, uh, which is authored by the Apostle Paul. Uh, who is one of the more highly revelatory preachers in the uh, New Testament. Um, he is definitely, and when I say revelatory, I mean he gets revelation. He reveals mysteries that are given to him from God through the Holy Spirit. Um, so here we find him. We're in the second chapter, chapter of Philippians. Um, and we, we're start, we started at 5 verse seven. I mean, we started at chapter two, verse five and read that through six. Right now we're going to pick up at seven through nine. So watch, just, just, just listen. This is what Christ or God did when he came down in the form of Christ, Jesus as a man to save us. Watch this. It says, started at seven. Instead, he willingly gave up divine privileges. He willingly gave up godly privileges. Privileges. He willingly gave up heavenly privileges. This is me, you know, uh, privileges. Specifically, watch him get clearer. He became a human being and took the attitude of a servant. This is, this is the word of God. This is God himself. God's word took on the lowliness or the attitude, the form and shape of a servant. How and when the next tells us when he be, when he had become a human being, he humbled himself even more. Then watch it go deeper. Specifically, he obeyed God even to the extent of being willing to die. Let me say that again. Specifically, now, now this is after he humbled himself to become a human being. I need you to catch this. The Holy Ghost wants you to catch this. God needs you to receive this, that he humbled himself even more. After he had become a human being, he had to humble himself even more. Specifically, watch this. How did, how did, you, how did you humble yourself even more, Jesus? Watch this. Specifically, he obeyed God even to the extent of being willing to die. Watch this. Hey, don't stop there. He was even willing to be nailed to a cross. Wait a minute. Did you know that to be nailed to the cross was an execution? 
It was an execution. You know, we got the gas chamber, the electric chair, and lethal injection. And, you know, we got that. You go some places, it's a, little, a lot more lethal. You know, they chop your head off or, or they uh, hang you by a rope. But that was, watch this. That was an, he was, this was an execution. Quite, the God literally became man to suffer an execution on behalf of you and myself. Watch this. He was even willing to be nailed to a cross to die as though he was a criminal. I, 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 I can't help but press this. It says in seven, it said, instead, he willingly gave up divine privileges. He gave up heavenly privileges. He gave up godly privileges. He gave up holy privileges. When was the last time you gave up something for God? When was the last time we can say that we gave up something uh, uh, for God to, to sacrifice something where we humbled ourselves and said, okay, God, your way, but not my way, your, your, your plan, but not my plan. When was the last time? I'll wait. Okay, I'm back. I, I want to drive that home because you see, that's a huge sacrifice. As we discussed earlier, have you ever heard of uh, the, uh, the, uh, the king or the queen in a castle on his here earth? Going down into the trenches, the skid rows, the downtowns of, of society, the poorest of the poor, the lowest of the lows, and living amongst the homeless. If you ever been down there, I've been there. I've been homeless. I've been in the trenches. I've been there where they're, you know, where they have feces, human feces on the sidewalk because they don't, they, they can't get to a toilet. I've, I've, I've been there where there's, where there's the stench of urine all over the place where people are pooping and peeing in buckets and dumping it on the sidewalks and, and, and the smell is just permeating the atmosphere in that environment. Can you imagine being God and coming down to that area, to that portion of life, to, to come down where the stench of sin, just think if the, God said the stench of sin was in his nostrils from heaven. Can you imagine how the stench of sin must have been with him on this earth, walking in the, the presence of the very sin and even being cloaked in sin. Now, rightfully so, the Bible lets us know that he was tempted in all points, but he didn't sin. But even though the mother, even though Mary was pure, a pure virgin, she was a virgin and pure as in being untouched by man. She was still born of a man and a woman. Which means the flesh was still what it was. So imagine that's like you and I taking, uh, uh, taking a blanket that has been soaked in urine and feces and kind of just putting it on and walking around. That's how the stench is for God. But he gave that up to save us. Look, he says, he says divine, he gave up divine privileges. He became a human being. He took on the attitude of a servant. I know you have to remember, if you don't know your scripture, the, right before Jesus even went to the stake, the star rose, the cross, he stooped down 
and washed his disciples' feet. The very ones that he taught, the ones who followed him, the ones who hung on every word that came from his mouth, he washed their feet. How humble is that? You are God and you come down in the likeness of man and you are washing the sinful feet. Wow. Of man. And said specifically, he obeyed God even to the extent of being willing to die. He was even willing to be nailed to a cross to die as though he was a criminal. He was tempted in all points. He never sinned. That means he never did any evil. He was never evil, nor was there any evil found in him. But for you and me, he died like a criminal. As a matter of fact, and my wife can attest to this, that um, they literally chose to set a criminal free to murder an innocent man. An innocent God inside of the innocent man. Wow. That is, uh, when you think of it in hindsight, in hindsight, you think of the, the that, that, that takes humility. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take it a step further. This is one of my, uh, me and my wife, favorite work, uh, my wife, favorite, even when they're accusing him, what, what they say, he said not a what? A mumbling word. He didn't say nothing. And my wife, and the Lord gave my wife a revelation on that. Um, and she's in the revelation she had told me was that even like on the cross and even during that time, because of his words were spirit and life. For him to speak was to keep life in him, was to retain that life because he had power of the holiness and the weight of his words. He spoke life. He was life. He brought light and life. So he had to remain silent. As my wife just said, so that he might die. And then watch this. He said he was even willing to be nailed to a cross to die as though he was a criminal. But I'm going to take you all to nine real quick. And it says, and, and, and this is, should give us all hope because the Bible tells us that Christ is, so are we. So we get the same reward. Uh, when we die to ourselves and um, are resurrected, we are resurrected in the newness of life and the fullness of who Christ is when he resurrected. We die to the flesh, we resurrect in the spirit. And there's always greater in the latter than the former. And that simply means it's greater than what, in what comes after than where you were before. And so I, I want you to listen to this. At nine here, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul says, as, as, as enlightened by the Holy Spirit, as inspired by the Holy Spirit within him. As a result, God raised him to a rank that is above every other rank. In the King James, it specifically says that he gave him the name that is above all names. But it raised him to a rank that is above every other rank. At 10, God did that in order that 
every being in heaven and on earth should worship Jesus. And in order that every person should declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as a result of everyone doing that, they will honor God, his father. You see, being willing to be viewed at in the world in a certain way, Jesus showed that the honor is greater that we receive from the father that the world can't see because the Bible tells us that the things of the spirit are foolishness to those that are perishing is foolishness to those of the world, to those that are not saved or have not received Jesus. The things that we're talking about right now sound like a fairy tale. It sounds like a fable. My wife was just saying that the other day. It's the, oh yeah, so you mean to tell me one man died for everybody? No, no, no. I'm telling you the God inside the man. And the man, because see, the man, the man, the first man, Adam, who brought the sin in, had to be undone. His works had to be undone by the last Adam. The last man, the pure Adam, who had to be born of water and of spirit. Because Jesus himself said, unless a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. It won't happen. And um, that was a beautiful thing because that took me back to a conversation me and my wife was having, you know, and I got a revelation and my wife was like, no, we were talking about Satan and, um, you know, it, it, he's given, he's been given time to prepare. My wife was like, no, no, he, he done. And, and I sat back and I meditated on it. And then I realized Satan doesn't have a body. He doesn't have a body. He's illegal and he's vagrant. And to even be able, he, for one, like my wife said, he, he would have to be able to say Jesus is Lord. He ain't going to do that. And two, um, he had to be born of water and the spirit. He can't do that to be legal. So, and that's, that's. So they use our yeah. bodies when we Oh, my wife said, she just threw something. She said he uses our sinful bodies when we allow him to. That means he puts those thoughts in your head and if you act on them and move accordingly, then you're allowing him to use you. But back to uh, the word, he was saying that as God, as a result, God raised him to a rank that is above every other rank. As a result, did you know that the name of Jesus Christ exceeds every name that you've ever called God? Let me say that again. Uh, it exceeds every other name that you've ever called God. How do we know that? The Apostle Paul is telling us right here in the word of God, as inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. He raised him to the rank that is above every other rank. In King James, he gave him the name that is above all names. 
The name of Jesus Christ is the name above. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us there is no other name in heaven and in earth by which men are saved. You cannot be saved by saying, I confess that Jehovah is the Lord. You cannot be saved by saying, I confess Yahweh is Lord and Savior and die for my sins. You cannot be saved by saying that I am that I am is Lord and Savior of my life. You can't do it. It is only through the name Jesus Christ that you can come to the Father. No man could come to the Father except by me. You see, God did that in order that every being on earth and under the earth should worship Jesus. I mean, in heaven and on earth and under the earth should worship. Did you not? Did you see that? See, this is why my, me and my wife was talking about this as well. This is why the Bible says line upon line, precept upon precept. Because if you, you, you read past that, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. He said God gave him in order that every being in heaven, listen, and on earth, wait a minute, and under the earth. You see, there's a place, there's a pit beneath that, 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 that is holding some very hostile angels that are being, they're going through some real serious torture and torment right now. They're being held until judgment. So you have to, it's imperative that we understand that we, that these things, everything must submit to the name of Jesus Christ. When you call on the name Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. Every mouth shall confess, every eye will cry. They will confess, the demons tremble. They shake, they shudder. Matter of fact, I do recall uh, when he came up on the man who had a, a legion of demons and me and my wife had came to the thing that it was 2,000 or more. And in some, trans in some translations of the word legion, it's at the very least 6,000. And so can you imagine that many demons being this? Not I'm not talking about outside torment. I'm talking about inside the man. Yeah, when they seen Jesus coming, they had, they said, have that. We know who you are. You know, have you come to suffer us before our time? They even know they only have a limited time. We the only ones who don't exercise the knowledge that we are already victorious. And for those of you who are listening that have not come into salvation. This is the time where you can. The Lord is extending his hand to you. So that you could know that you once you receive him, you are already victorious and you have passed from death to life and you are saved when you receive him. But as we listen, so let's as a result of everyone doing that, they will honor God, his father. How many of you know that when Jesus spoke, he always pointed back to the father? He always pointed back to the father. He always gave glory to the father. He always spoke. The father was always the end result. I am in the father and the father is in me. Why dost thou call me good? There is no one good but God. 
it, it, it was always a constant reference to the father. You see, that's the thing about the humbling that he, we spoke of. He humbled himself, not only to become a servant of man, but to be, to come into this world, to save this world and to help deliver us from ourselves. But how many of you can say that in the ministry, how many of us can say that on the job, I mean, in the ministry, delivering the word, teaching the word, speaking the word, uh, 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 talking the word, exhorting the word, evangelizing the word, discipling people that we point back to God at all times. How many of us can say that we're not seeking vainglory? It isn't us then God, us, then God, but it is God using us, God through us, God working with us, God revealing to us, God preaching through us, God giving us the words to write these books, God, Jesus Christ, God. That's the humility that God is looking for. God is looking for the humility for us, within us, to always understand that if he can be, oh, I can't, okay, Lord, I got, I got to say this one more time. There is no other faith that is real, true, or 100% accurate. The Bible is the most accurate book on the face of the earth. The Bible is not only just inspired by God and tells God's testimony of his dealings with man, because we like to look at it like our testimonies of dealing with God. No, this, the Bible tells God's story of putting up with our arrogance, our insolence, our rebellion, our lawlessness, our perversions, our deceitfulness, our hate, self-hatred, our condemnation of each other. This is what the Bible tells, is his story, God's story, the story of the Holy Spirit, the story of God's love for us. He could have just left us existing in his mind but he loved us to create us to show us his love. Because God is love. God breathes love. God speaks love. God disciplines in love. God gives wisdom in love. God inspires love. If you don't have love, you don't have God. So, God took on the likeness a sinful man. God left the very, God loves, oh God, I always had to stress this. I can't help it. I tried, I'm trying, Lord, he goes, help me. Oh, 
Rababa, Sonde, Korosoto, Shandi, Akurme, Atusha, Atami, Aya, Lorbiandia, Shonde. It is imperative that you understand that no faith on this earth or so called religion, because I don't call ours a religion, ours is a life, a way of life, it is a lifestyle. We live this word, we breathe this word, we walk this word, we talk this word, we exhort this word, we spread this word. We are this word because his word is in us. But no faith on this earth can boast because if you're going to boast, boast in the Lord, not in yourself. But no faith can say that they had a God that was who came down walk with his children experience the sinfulness and the pullings of the sin the pulling of the sins of the flesh the temptations of the flesh because he loved them so much he would not allow them to stay lost no not Buddha no not Allah no not Krishna, no, not Vishnu, no, not Caliph, no, not Lady Liberty, no, not Libertas, no, none of them, not Ishtar or Easter, no. This Resurrection Sunday, we worship the God of all gods. We worship the Lord of all lords. We worship the light of our life. We worship the word that became flesh and walked with us. We worship the word that became flesh that transcended back to the Father so that the word can live in our bellies. We worship Jesus, Yeshua, HaMashiach, the Christ. We worship the one true, living, breathing, existing, powerful, holy, anointed, sanctified, gracious God. The wonderful counselor, the Prince of Peace, the only God there is. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Yahshua HaMashiach in the Hebrew, Yahshua in the Hebrew, Yahshe in the Arabic, Isa in the Islamic. Jesus. in English. It's not just because it's resurrection weekend that we do this. This is an everyday thing that we should pay homage to the God who became a man to save man from man and from Satan and to bring us to our rightful restoration as sons of God.
Are you humbling yourself in the presence of God? Are you exalting the word of God before self? Are you standing with the word of God before the word and intelligence and wisdom of man? When was the last time you gave up something for God? When was the last time you gave him something? You offered up some part of you that you were holding on to. When Jesus Christ humbled himself to death, even the death of the cross, to die as a criminal, but yet being innocent and sinless. No evil found in him, no evil thought, no evil deed, no evil action, pure holiness. Died like a criminal when a, while a criminal was being set free for you and for me. Becoming a curse hanging on a tree, taking every sin, and I mean every sin. Yep, that one you just thought of. Yeah, that sin. Yep, that one too. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Uh-huh, yeah. Because to him, all those sins are nasty. Your lie is just as filthy to him as a murder. Your hate is just as filthy to him as a rape. Your, 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 um, your deception and gossiping is just as filthy to him as robbery. He's not a respecter of persons and all sin is sin to God. So before you look at somebody else's sins, before we condemn someone else, we must first look at the, in the mirror without a veil or sunglasses or blinders on and think about what God willingly suffered under the veil, under the physical, under the physique of flesh as he became, his word manifested or became a human being lived with us, taught us, and showed us the way and how to live, and then gave his life for us. All glory be to God. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Now the Living Word Ministries is back in your face. You are now worshiping with and rocking with Apostle Shepherd of now the Living Word Ministries. That's A.P. Shepherd. Now the Living Word Ministries. Um, I just want to take this time right now to extend for those of you, if you know if you want to continue to follow this ministry as we continue to teach and bring you the word and the gospel, we thank you so much. But the Lord says, 
He wants me to extend his hand to you. So if you if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and there's something you've been hearing that, that stirred up something within you, it, it, that, that has pulled on your inner man, the spirit man, that, that, that is pulling you to the light, and that the light that says, I'm ready for something greater. I'm ready for something, for something different. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for God. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ. I'm ready to come home to the Lord. I can't do this anymore. I can't. The world is is going crazy. There's so much going on around me. I, I just can't do it. I don't know what to do. I'm at my wits end, my mind. There's so much going on. I need something greater than myself to help me make sense of it all, to carry me through it all, to show me a way out and to give me hope, to give me to, to, to give me strength and to encourage me from within because alcohol is, isn't working. Crystal meth isn't working. Marijuana isn't working. Heroin isn't working. Crack isn't working. Pills aren't working. Xanax isn't working. Oh my goodness. It's not working, Lord. Oxycontins, they're not working. Nothing's working. It goes away for a second. But these voices keep on telling me. These voices keep on pulling on me. Lord, I need your help. I need something. I need the Holy Spirit. Well, now is your time. Now is your moment. Now is your opening. Now the door that has always been open is ready for you to walk in. Now it's time for you to extend and reach for the hand that has been reaching for you. For the love of God, the love of Christ, through Jesus Christ, for salvation. If you've been feeling the Lord pulling on you, if there's something you heard that says the Lord and the Lord is saying to you, yes, there's something within you that's saying, yes, I've been feeling this way. Well, now the Lord is saying, come home. And if you feel that way, then just repeat after me and invite Jesus Christ in as your personal Lord and Savior so that he can work with you from the inside. Jesus Christ was recorded as saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if you answer for and he who answered, I will come in with I will come in to him, and I will sup with him, and he will sup with me. And I will make which I will make my home in him. What that means is he said, I will come and I will dwell, I will that he's saying that I will come inside him as the Holy Spirit or her. I will I will make my home in them and I will feed them as they feed on me. And I will strengthen them. He also, there's another part in the Bible where Jesus Christ said, he said, um, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden. 
Take my yoke upon you, upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And once again, a yoke simply is a device. Have you ever seen two horses that run side by side? It's a yoke holding them together. You ever seen two animals side by side? You ever seen um, sled dogs that are side by side? A yoke keeps them side by side so that if one is weaker or slower, it would have to keep up with the other. And what happens is that's what the Holy Ghost does. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you accept him as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes with inside you. And now... The Holy Spirit, which is stronger than you, um, literally walks with you. And when you're weak, it's strong enough to pull you up to God's level and to pull you and to strengthen you and to encourage you and to love on you from the inside and to build you up and to give you wisdom and knowledge to walk powerfully with the Lord. If you feel in your spirit, man, not your flesh, because your flesh is going to tell you, ah, you don't need me. The flesh is going to lie. The flesh is your body or your mind. The mind that you've been living in all this time that hasn't been working for you. The mind that deceives you. And so at this time, the Lord says, if this is, if, if you hear that voice, that still small voice in you saying, I need this. I, I, I can't do this on my own. I need this. I want this. I got to have this peace that surpasses all understanding. Then repeat these words after me. Lord, I come to you a sinner, burdened by my sins. I realize I can't do this on my own. And I refuse to keep trying. And so I need Jesus Christ. As my personal Lord and Savior, I invite him in. I accept him as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross and was risen the third day. I make you Lord over my life, over my existence. From this day forth, I believe you defeated death and thereby gave me the keys to salvation. And I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you said that prayer with me, you are now a son of God and Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit form is inside you now and it's going to help you out. Study your Bible. Follow us on now the Living Word Ministries, but also find a good church close to you. But if you're willing to wait with us, there's no problem with that either. If you're willing to follow this ministry and walk with us, and grow with us as we grow with you. We will allow, we promise this. We are led of the Spirit. We will allow the Lord to lead us as we lead you. And we will never speak of our own. We will simply follow the Lord's guidance. So we thank you 
for coming to the Lord. The Bible tells us that for every sinner that repents, that the angels that the angels celebrate in heaven and that for and that they have a party and the Lord is pleased and he's pleased with you right now and now he will walk with you and he will fight your battles but have faith in God Put your faith in God and not man. Put your faith in God and not in yourself. Put your faith in God and not in your job. Put your faith in God and not in your wife or your husband. Put your faith in God because he is there for you. All glory be to God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministries. Um, I just wanted to welcome you back. This is Apostle Shepherd Faith Morris. <clears throat> and right now what we want to do is um, do a call to repentance. You know, um, in this day and hour, it's good to understand that that not only did God love you enough to come down and 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 to uh, become a man to save us from ourselves, uh, but He loved you so much that He endured so much. He endured being called a demon. He endured uh, being beat, being punched. He endured being nailed to a crucifix and hung on in front of the world as an embarrassment. He endured everything uh, as he lived. He endured everything that you and I went through. He I mean, when I say endure, he, he was tempted, should I say. He, he was tempted with everything you and I were tempted with, or, no, are tempted with today, but he didn't sin, which is why death couldn't hold him, which is why he was able to arise from death. Um, and so, he loved you so much that he did that for you. And he didn't just do it for you. He did it for every person in the world. Um, but the thing is, it has to be something that we accept willingly, that we walk into, uh, that we come to God for. And so... This is that time that we offer and extend to you a call of repentance. The time where we extend to you to come to the altar and to a chance to give your life to Jesus Christ and to accept him as your personal Lord and Savior and to, and to allow him to come and make his living place within you again like he was, like it was before in the beginning. Um, as and to work with you because that's what happens here a lot of, of us don't explain that from the moment you receive salvation jesus christ the holy spirit rather jesus christ in the form of the holy spirit comes within you and lives within you and works with your spirit 
and works against the things that you've been trying to quit, that you've been trying to give up and works against the urgence of to do all the things that are bad and that that cause you to stay in the place that you are. And some, and in most cases, pulls you far low into a far place, to death, to jail, to bondage, to, to being locked into alcoholism and drug addiction, to depression, sometimes suicide, anxiety, and things of that nature. But the Holy Spirit gives you strength. It gives you hope. It gives you life. It helps you to stand strong against these things. And so, right now, what I, 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 if you listen to the word and the word, and you felt that, you felt the sensation, you felt a moving and a stirring up inside you, you felt chills or goosebumps or something that you just knew what you heard was right, and it made you, it, it made you want to change, and you felt that urge or a sense of urgency to change. Then now's the time, brother. Now's the time, sister. Now's the time. That's God. That means God is talking to you. God is pulling on your Holy Spirit. God is showing you his love. You could feel the love of God, the love of Christ. Then I want to offer you the hand of salvation. And all you have to do is repent. The Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouth, and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he is the son of God and that he rose from the dead on the third day and gave his life for you and I so that we could have eternal life and salvation. If we accept him as the Lord of our life, that we will be free. We will go from eternal suffering to eternal paradise. And if you felt that stirring up and you want salvation, just repeat after me. Father, I confess that I am a sinner. I confess that I can no longer and never have been able to do it on my own. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believe he rose on the third day, thereby, def thereby defeating death. Lord, I make you the Lord of my life, Jesus Christ. I invite you in to my heart and I make you Lord over my life. And I accept you from this day forth as my Lord, my God, my Savior, and my salvation. These things I accept and claim in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
<laughs> Give yourself a hand praise. Give yourself a hand praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory be to God. Glory. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that for every person that repents, every sinner that repents and turns away from the world, turns from darkness to light, turns from death to salvation, that the angels are partying, they rejoice in heaven and God rejoices with them. So right now the angels are partying and rejoicing in heaven that you are now a son of God, that you have been brought back home and returned and restored to your rightful place in him. And remember, the Bible tells you you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But also, that God is with you. And if he be for you, no one can stand against you. And that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. So with that being said, we here and now in the Living Word Ministries want you to know that God loves you. His son came and died to show we love you. The Holy Spirit that now lives within you, especially if you said the prayer of salvation and repentance, loves you. And we here at Now the Living Word Ministries, we love you. We really do. From all our hearts. And there's nothing, nothing you can do about it. We're going to love you anyway. All glory be to God. Signing off. For myself, Apostle Shepherd Faith Morris, my wife, Apostolic Prophetess Evangelist Ilona Price Morris, and my beautiful daughter, Youth Pastor Evangelist Prophetess Niel Price Miller Morris, we are now in the Living Word Ministry. We love you. So now, may the peace of God go with you. May his hand ride with you and cover you as a shield. May it be your umbrella and when the enemy is raining down trials and tribulations. May it be your shield on all sides to protect you and guide you from the fiery darts, from the tricks, traps, and snares of the enemy. And it be your foundation that keeps you solid and rooted in the word of God as your roots stretch through the foundation into the soil through into the rivers of living water so that when anything happens, you will not be shaken or stern, but your faith will be in Jesus Christ. That you are protected, you are covered, you are anointed, and you are the apple of his eye and that nothing shall harm you or overtake you. Though you pass through any deep waters, that you will not drown. When you pass through the fires, you will not be burned, but you will be protected by the word of God. These things we declare decree in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All glory be to God. Walking with the Lord, the Bible in my sword. Cause the evil one growling like a lion when he roar. I'm ready for the war, he won't be me no more. In Christ, I got the victory, it's over for the boy. Standing in the spirit, he see it and he fear it. I'm protected by the blood, he can hear it in my lyric. When he bring the pain, get rebuked in Jesus' name. I'm running with his tail tucked, can't you see I change? Yeah. 
on the streets, I'm praising God is amazing, Lord you're so amazing True author of the Bible, he gave many inspiration God is amazing, Lord you're so amazing Please look out for me And here's my proof God been calling me ever since my youth well back then, if only I knew Would you overhead store, I would've never run to you Hey, I don't wanna be a rich man I'd rather be Lazarus In the bosom of Abraham With love, peace, and happiness Hey, I'd rather be feeble than the camel Trying to pass through the eye of a needle for freeing my people He can't part with his possessions Then the Lord ain't gon' believe Hey, on the streets I'm praising God is amazing Lord, you're so amazing True author of the Bible God is amazing, Lord is so amazing The Bible said the meek shall inherit the earth And those whom God has chosen, he has ordained thee for birth Satan knows your worth, he wants to see you cursed Before you come to God, he'd rather see you in the hearse That's why he wants you banging, fornicating and slanging If he can keep you occupied, he can keep you hanging On to a wire, chasing your desire So you can swim eternally with them in the lake of fire Where everybody weeps With gnashing of the teeth No more getting turned up You'll be burning up with grief Begging for forgiveness Crying for forgiveness Looking to an ending of a pain With no ending Yeah, on the streets I'm praising God is amazing Lord you're so amazing True author of the Bible Gave many inspiration God is amazing Lord you're so amazing Amazing! Please look out for me!